Death Star. That thing's operational. Dr. Ben. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 100 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars, The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, with me. Already a little under my skin, but it's okay. It's episode 100. Is my co's Will. What up, bro? 100. I knew you were going to do that, but you're just very predictable. Uh, we're <laughs> we'll talk about our 100 episodes. Oh, he's leaving already. And we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. Uh, you have a beverage. I gave it to you. Do I you do. like it? I and actually, tried it. you handed it to me, but it was given to me by John Skeen. Thank Skeen. you, Skeen. It's Skeen from awesome. the Sun King Brewery Company. It's called Wee Mac Scottish Style Ale. How is it? Um, it's actually pretty good. It, it's a, it's described as a Wee Mac Scottish Style Ale is an enticing and malty brown ale with caramel, cocoa, and hazelnut character blend, uh, balanced with toffee undertones. I didn't realize it was a brown. You like brown ale. I do. I do like brown ale, and because actually one of my favorite beers of all time is Newcastle Brown Ale, yeah. and I do like their Red Wolf uh, line. This one is more like their Caledonian oh, okay. uh, ale, which is my least favorite of the Newcastles, but it's still pretty darn good. Nice. It's 5.3%, uh, 23 uh, or 28 on the IBU. Well, Skeen will appreciate the fact that one of us actually drank it. I kind of forgot he gave us that one. It was in the back of the fridge, and I was like... I, I brought you the other one that he gave us. You and did, I'm like, you, oh, yeah, wait. You brought me the race, another one. Yeah, the race uh, <laughs> race day one. But uh, which actually was it tasted like a good butt. Um, but no, this one is uh, this one's good. It tastes like the Caledonian Newcastle and it's nice, nice and malty. It's a little too hazelnutty for me. Um, hazelnutty? I, I'm not, not a big a hazelnut thing. fan. Well, I mean, it's funny. I, I don't like. Uh, um, yeah, you don't like nuts? <laughs> I don't like nuts. <laughs> no, I don't like. Um, I'm not a huge fan of. Uh, what's the. Uh, the chocolatey spread made from hazelnuts. Oh, Nutella? That's Nutella, gross. Nutella, yeah. That stuff's gross. I mean, it's all right when it's like mixed nope. with a whole bunch of other stuff, but not, like Nutella straight? Nah. That's gross. Anyway, I'm drinking. I went back to one of my old staples. I was in a pinch tonight because we literally just recorded three days ago. We did three days ago. And I just posted that show yesterday. yesterday. But, you know, we wanted to get 100 in. <laughs> we were trying to stay consistent. Are, are you echoing me? No, I'm, I'm laughing because Mox had confirmed Will likes nuts. He does. Hashtag Will Likes Nuts. That might be the name of the episode. Uh, so I'm drinking Nkasi Brewing Company, my, one of my favorites, and it's Tricera Hops Double IPA, and yep. I will hold it up Tri- for the camera. Yeah, for I, the didn't, I didn't hold mine up. And it is delicious and amazing, and it's eight point, eight point something. Uh, it's going to be a fun show. Anyway, Nutella is not awesome, I, I, and I disagree. You know, I'm actually going to go on. I mean, I know we want a quick we show tonight, but I'm doing a tiny little already. tangent tonight. Um, so disappointed. I'm sorry. Continue. I'm I, ready. Do, I, I do this for the fans. Yeah. Do you? No, really, I do it for me, and you fans just have to suffer through it. <laughs> um, <laughs> no, you're, you're drinking Triceratops, which made me think of dinosaurs, which made me think of Jurassic yeah, Park. Yeah, there's a dinosaur on it. Which made me think of Michael Creighton, who wrote Jurassic Park. It's getting pretty convoluted, dude. No, well, they found a new, well, they found a new previously unpublished manuscript from Michael Creighton. It just got released today. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in the in the Bone Wars of the 1870s in the in the Prairie Lands when there was literally two major archaeologists who were fighting over bones and stuff, and uh, okay. it just looks interesting. So that could be a great book if you're interested in going to the yeah, uh, AudibleTrial.com/slash/usualpodcast. I got to bring this back to something. Uh, if you want to support the show, I was <laughs> setting you up. I know, I got you, man. But I, we're gonna move on. Uh, I, look, I don't know anything about that book. Nothing. 
And after your description, I don't know if I want to read it. Well, it's because you don't like good books. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. Will is at I am Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, Google Play. Take the time to give us a positive rating. Please, please, 100 episodes. Give us something. Come on. Come on. You can do it. Uh, we have the timestamps in the show notes, as we always do. We've got some cool slow tour stuff. We finally got a roadmap, which we'll talk about. Um, and since it's our 100th episode, and we just recorded a few days ago, uh, we don't have as much news to cover as we normally do. So what we're going to do is kind of uh, recap and reminisce and do some 100 episode stuff. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. yeah so it would be good. Uh, so anyway, thanks to everybody in the chat room and thanks for talking smack in the beginning. Uh, it makes me laugh and I appreciate that. Uh, so should we, let's start with the hundred episode stuff and then we'll do bumpers for SWOTOR and get into that. Absolutely. Sounds good. So, oh, Zen's there. What's up, dude? How you doing? All right, man. We are at episode 100. And now, so what's weird is we've already celebrated our hundred episode and. Okay. You know, I was actually thinking about this and I actually have a distinction. Well, this is our 100th episode. Previously, we. We celebrate our 100th show. Right. This is the 100th episode of The, the Usual, Usual This particular... Yeah. Title. We've had some spinoffs. We've had specials. We've done a bunch of stuff. But this is literally 100 of this particular iteration of our show. Yes. So here we are. How do you feel about it? Um, we didn't plan any of this, by the no, way. No, it's... Uh, it's uh, Feels the same. We're, we're there. <laughs> yeah, here we are. No, the one thing I want to do because, you know, um, oh, <laughs> Zen got a warning. Sorry, that's my bot. Sorry about that, boot. Oh, what is he, what's he posting? Oh, damn it. I got to fix that. Sorry. I'm new to the bot thing. <laughs> he got bot denied. Is that a thing? I could disable the bot. I was too. trying to make a LeBron James joke, yeah. you know. I disabled it for you, He Zen. got run Post away, bro. He got run down botted. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so real quick, let's just talk. Uh, one of the things I like about when I listen to shows that have been around for a while is people who acknowledge the fact that almost every episode is someone's first episode. Absolutely. Right? And so if this is the first time for some strange reason you're listening to this episode and it's your first time, uh, why the hell would we call our show The Usual Podcast? Um, because we, uh, we have a little thing with alcohol. We, we have a little problem, as you might say. Well, it's not a problem, but one of the things we always start our show with is talking about the beer we're drinking. Yes. And it, we call it our usual frosty beverage. And the reason being is we worked in bars and restaurants for years and years down in the San Luis Obispo area. Yes. And when you work that long in the same area, you get to know all the bartenders. And so every spot we went to, we had our usual. So and they were always different. Always different. So, for example... For example, we, we went to the library, and yep. we always had a surfer on acid with a pint of Captain and Coke. <laughs> a pint of Captain and Coke. Yeah, that was a thing. And, <laughs> and then... Um, Multiple. And then we'd go to uh, Frog and Peach Pub, and it would be uh, either Guinness or... Um, Newcastle. Newcastle for you. Yeah. Yep. Or we'd go to uh, Hudson's and mm-hmm. get a 22 of Bud. Budweiser. That's in the beginning. you got to start soft. I know, um, right? Budweiser. Um, you know, but the thing was is... We had this little circuit of places, and then by the time we got to Madison's at the end of the night, it would Fratisons. be some... What was the shot we used to get over there? Because um, we knew what's her name down there. Um, there was the uh, pink one. I don't remember. There was a pink shot we used to get. I don't know. So there was a pink shot oh, somewhere Oh, no, 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 no. You're thinking of Raw with Sexy Lexi. Oh, yep. That was a different one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there was a... Well, 
Should we get another? It was, it was a bikini bar in a town that didn't allow strip clubs. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So anyway, the bottom line is, really, was, li- really, let's just call it what it was. It was a Coke gateway. <laughs> yeah. And so really, what it was was we would have a shot, and it was every bartender had their specialties. This one she'd make for us. She called it sexy Lexi. It is what it is. And, so, it, it, and actually, you know, and I will I, since you're not you're too humble. Marshall was Am a I? Marshall was a bartender at a place called Mission Grill. Oh yeah, and he had a drink that was called Don't a mouthful of Marshall. Oh. Yes, I named it. God. <laughs> I've been trying to avoid that. All right, so one hundred episode one hundred, all the stuff. Well, comes out. basically, this all boils down to a singular night yes. that we had. Well, actually, a singular twenty-four hour period. It's a long period of time. Um, where it was right after Marshall had a breakup, he showed up at my house. Uh, like 10 o'clock in the morning, knocking on my door and handing me a beer. Yeah. <laughs> from no. my own fridge. Thank you so much. Well, no, I, I walked in. I knocked on your door. You didn't answer. So I went to your fridge, got a couple beers, kept knocking on the door. You finally answered. I handed you the beer and then we left. We did. We walked right downtown and we went to every, we went inside Dude Where's My Car that day. Yep. We went to every single bar. And the funny thing is, is because we were picking up people at their happy hours. Yep. We wrote a story about this, and it's called Happy Hours, but we picked up people as they were getting off work, and they joined us to the other bars. Oh, yeah. So, by the end of the night, I don't think I had any shoes on? No, you had no shoes on. Well, you were wearing flip-flops the entire day anyways, but you took off your flip-flops at at Spikes. Yeah. And you didn't wear them all the time in the library, (laughs) and you cut your toe on the way home. Yeah, that happened. Where we had hot links. (laughs) Oh, yeah. At like four in the morning. Yeah, that was good. So the bottom line is, uh, Will and I have had a history. And so really what it came down to was, uh, this is before Will moved to this little town that we live in now. Um, but I was just like, you know, I really want to start a podcast. I was listening to a lot of podcasts. I, and, and I'm like, dude, we could do this. I love to talk. Let's figure out a way to do this. Well, as Kevin Smith always said, yeah, uh, sit down on the mic and talk to your friends. And that's, and that's what I want to do. do. And so, Long story short, I said, hey, Too late. we both have been playing, I know, we both have been playing Swotor, <laughs> we both love Star Wars, and we are never not talking about, you know, movies and, and pop culture and stuff. So, like, let's just do all of that in a show. Yeah, so basically for the, the, the TLDRs here is... Is there a uh, TLDR with me? Well, I'm giving them it. <laughs> for the TLDR, Marshall and I have known each other a long time. Yeah. Even without mics, we sit around, have beers, and talk about pop culture and stuff. So we decided to put it on on there. <laughs> yeah, and so that's in a nutshell how the sto- the show got started. Um, we love doing what we do. Uh, so you know, if you like what we do, tell your friends, support the show, and all that. But really, uh, this has been a couple years, man, and we're headed to Comic Con again. We have yep. a meetup planned. Yeah, um, we do. Pucked, pucked Cantina. Uh, we've got you know a lot of people from the Swotor community and Star Wars community, and just people that we've known forever um coming down and it's gonna be a great time hopefully darren DePaul can come down again um and that kind of thing but two years dude and we've already done our little two-year talk but like what was just in a nutshell like one of your favorite things about doing the show since um, i'm now interviewing you apparently no I, I i think one of my favorite things about the um mox i hate you so much <laughs> um no uh, i think my favorite thing was was the uh the puck uh last year it was yeah. so much fun Especially having, you know, all the people we regularly know, like Jesse and, and, uh, um, uh, well, Master Lou showed thank up. Thank you, Master and Lou. Redna and Heather. And Redna and Heather and everybody, but having Darren DePaul there, we yeah. actually got a celebrity to come to our, well, I mean, he's, he is a celebrity. He's a celebrity. He is, and he's yeah. fantastic and he's, 
incredibly nice. Yeah. And uh, I really hope he, his wife is at Comic Con with him this year. Because yeah, I hope she, so too. She was uh, uh she was actually performing at the um, PCPA out of uh, uh, Solving. Oh, really? Last That's year, cool. that's why she couldn't go. Um, but yeah, so much fun. And actually, I, I had a little thought here last week. We, we kind of offhandedly threw out a little contest of of if you want. I forgot about that till I was editing the show yesterday. I was like. Wait, do we have a contest going? I don't think I can hold that contest, but continue. <laughs> well, we still have like, what, six weeks until. Sure. But, you know, the contest is you have to help design a Puck shirt. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Right? And so if you don't know, Puck stands for? Uh, the Passionately Usual Carillion Trap, Can- Carillion Trap Cantina. It's a mashup of all of the podcasts that uh, were going to be there last year at our first annual. And our second annual, everybody's going to be there where their podcasts are still going or they're on those podcasts still doesn't matter We're exactly well and thank you to for the for the shortening of the name to uh to steve gillis yeah who was uh at uh Swartor and Sorcy. but i had a thought today because it came out today that the new sharknado has a name because and what i love about sharknado is every title they kind of have on episode oh, number six five this uh, is number five it's but they tend to have a little contest of, of whatever they're going to name the new sequel, right? Right. And this one is Sharknado 5 Global Swarming. How bad is that? Which is supremely awesome. Is but, it awesome? But is we, it though? But we need to come up a little with a little mini undertitle <laughs> for Puck. So Pucked 2, go Puck yourself. Or something, you know, something like that. So we should have a little... I'm down with a subtitle. I'm okay with a subtitle. Um, and if it's on a t-shirt, even better. Exactly. So that way we have, you know, so the, the old school people, you know, in 10 years when we're on our 10th anniversary and we're going to Comic-Con for the 15th <laughs> time or whatever, then, you know, people can say, Hey, I got the old school. I got, yeah. I got the go puck yourself shirt. And they're wearing it and it's too tight. Because I know. Right? Gained weight since then. That's good. Um, so a little worn out in the under parts. <laughs> Anyway, man, I don't know. My favorite thing, I think, is the. Oh yeah, hey, Marshall, what it's was a, your favorite thing? Yeah, that thanks is? for asking me. I, I think honestly, my favorite thing though is I'm, I'm with you. Uh, there was something about our Solar Tour community and starting Wog was one of my favorite. Yes, things. Wog was so fun. Um, mostly because, and if you don't know what that is, it was an ops group that is um our operation group that we run on Friday nights. Uh, and it's a beginner casual ops group that we do on the Harbinger server in Star Wars: The Old Republic. But the best thing that came from that, I think, is meeting people like Jesse um, and meeting and all Mox of the – and Mox and, and JT. And, yeah. and these people who have been – that we – I mean, I've never met some of them in real life. Like, I've never met Mox. I've never met JT in real life. I feel never like I've Skeen. known them forever. I've never met exactly. Skeen in real life. But he's been on the show. They've been on our shows. Like, we've been on their shows. Um, and there's just – there's this uh, um, connection that I feel like with these people. And that's the best part about it for me. Like – as much as I would love to have, you know, thousands of people listening to our show, I'm... I, I love would, that the same, like, five people show up. Really. Yeah, no, and, like, the fact that you guys are in the chat room now, it, uh, it means a, a whole heck of a lot. So, as far as changes to our show, as a quick segue, um, I just wanted to kind of talk about this. We've changed the show quite a bit, but we've, yeah, we've kept I'm, the core. I'm no longer recording with my iPhone headphones in oh my God. RV from the parking lot of a fraternity house. We actually have decent equipment. That's a big change. But the format has tweaked here and there. But we've always kept the core three sections. Yes. Um, whether we've called it those things or not or had it as its own show or not, we've always had that. And and I think that's something that I want to maintain for sure. So um, 
I, I love doing this show. Thank you, everybody who's in the chat room, and thanks for being here uh, 100 episodes later. And I think, um, I think it's important. It's a lot of fun. And you're, Absolutely. Yaw- and you're yawning, which is great. Thanks. You know, I yawn all the time. Yeah, well, I have to edit that out. One hundred. So stupid. You keep doing that. Anyway, all right. So if you have nothing else as far as 100 episode stuff, let's just get into Sotor, yeah? Yeah, let's just get into it. Well, here we go. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you. If you will only kneel. You know, for all the people that have had Darren DePaul do an intro for the show, we have Darren DePaul speak on our show every single week. We do. Um, we've also, I've also commissioned him to do that one thing. Well, not commissioned, but I asked him to do the thing for our other Heather episode, remember? Yes, I remember. That was yeah. great. So here we are. Um, so look, man, uh, Star Wars Old Republic, big part of our show and big part of our community and the people in the chat room. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about our weeks in game, which <laughs> we just recorded on Monday. We did. And so if you missed my weeks in game the last two weeks, I talked about that last week. You did. And I've uh, not been on since. I've not been on since Monday, but I'm all excited because next week is our last week of school. <sighs> Which this means I should be real. able to play some uh, play some more, but I'm chomping at the bit because this Saturday I am actually uh, proctoring an SAT exam. Yeah, and if you don't know what that is for the proctors, you basically sit around for four and a half hours while you every hour or so you stand up and read a script and then sit back down and mess around on your laptop. Right. So I'm bringing my laptop in and I'm going to be playing some Swotor from like nine a.m. to one p.m. Well, and that's cool because all right, so uh, and there's a little incentive for playing this weekend too, which we'll talk about here in, in, in a couple minutes in our discussion topic. But let's just get the dev tracker stuff out of the way. Uh, East Coast server issues. Oh goodness, were there some? Uh, yeah, I kept hearing about servers being down. I kept getting notifications well, on the, Twitter. The queue came back. Um, and it was on the oh. Shadowlands this time, which was actually not funny, but we're on the Harbinger and the Harbinger, the Harbinger always has always problems. Has the problems. <laughs> So uh, there was some uh, server issues. They fi- they fixed that. The Harbinger was unavailable for a weird chunk of time. They fixed that. Um, and there was an update. Remember last week we talked about the user agreement issue? Yes, I remember that. Uh, and Eric posted this issue has been resolved. Next time you log in, the game will ask you to sign the TOS and you, uh, EULA again. But that will only happen one more time, and hopefully you will no longer need to do it after that. Actually, it's kind of funny. Right before we went on the air here, I uh, I... Uh, open up my client um, just to make sure it wasn't an update mm. um, this week because since I am at your house, I take advantage of your faster Wi-Fi so I can... Just take advantage of me, bro. I do, all the time. It's cool. Um, but um, it didn't pop up for me. I didn't mm. get a terms of service, no, nothing, and I, there, was no, there was no patch this week. I'm not sure who or what that was happening to, but I never saw it either. But then again, I don't log in a lot as much as I'd like. All right, so... Good point. List of scheduled maintenance. Uh, this is actually kind of cool, and this will kind of segue into what I want to talk about discussion topic-wise. It has to do with the roadmap. Roadmap. Roadmap, which is pretty cool. Um, so one of the things uh, Eric Musco is, is, uh, posted this today, yesterday, excuse me, he said, one of the things we mentioned is that we're going to start posting around the first of each month with a list of all the scheduled maintenances for that month. And the month of June, there's going to be two. June 13th is game update 5.2.2, which we'll talk about in a minute. And July 27th is going to be back in maintenance with no patch. So I like they've really upped and we'll talk more about this in a minute, but they've really upped the level of communication. 
Yes, they have. Which is pretty darn cool. And that's not all soon TM. No. Well, some is. Well, some, but There's not all. always a soon TM with Bioware. But, uh, so when and how are we getting the roadmap? And I'm going to bury the lead here a little bit. So this was earlier in the week and people were saying, so when and how are we going to get it? And the how is via blog post as they always do, right? Um, on the Sotor site. And when that was going to be the tricky part. They said sometime this month. Well, Yes, it was supposed to be this month. And then somebody was asking if there were going to be a, if there was going to be a live stream. And one thing I wanted to highlight on that was he said, um, the live stream is that there isn't a, and this is Eric. He said, there isn't a specific live stream planned for it. No, only because we really want to try to have stuff to show for the live stream, not just talking. And we'll certainly have more live streams though. So fear not. Um, and the emphasis on when is still the timing thing. So again, bearing the lead here a little bit. There was an update. Uh, I, this is personally, I think, one of my favorite dev posts, maybe of all time. So he says, <laughs> first of all, when was this update put, posted? This was uh, two days ago on the 30th, okay, at 4.35 p.m., if you want to be exact. Uh, this is Keith, and he says, there were skeptics among you regarding my ability to deliver the roadmap, to deliver the roadmap in May. I'm sitting here in disbelief having it to acknowledge you just might be right. <laughs> <laughs> and he said, I realize we have all day tomorrow, too, but I don't. I uh, want to wait till the last right. day to so pr- this is to provide closing an update. the business on the day before the last day of the month. Indeed. So he says, my goal is to get out this week. This is the same post. He says, so until it's ready to go, I'll commit to providing uh, you with a daily update. So he kept true with that. The following day, which is the last day of the month, this is the last day of the month. He said, as I told you yesterday, I wanted to make sure I gave you a daily update about the roadmap. When you get to know me better, you'll realize how important it is to live on my word. And I like this post. I'm not going to read the whole thing. And he says um, he wants to be more transparent and all that. And he says – and then he he just goes away from the con- the whole thing in general. And he says, so I'm up to my fourth command rank, 300 character. And I've been putting a lot of thought into what to level next. And he goes on and on and on. And then he says, oh, roadmap status update. It's still May. I'll be at the last day of May, but roadmap is being posted this afternoon. Huzzah. <laughs> so I just thought that was a really funny way of kind of saying, hey, I'm communicating with you and things are happening. Oh, yeah, by the way, you're going to get what you want anyway. Exactly. Uh, so let's talk about the roadmap, dude. Yep. Let's you, talk about it. I mean, you looked at the roadmap. I did. And there was a couple things I'm excited about. Well, it is in the form of a blog post and it's roadmap 2017. And as he said, he was true to his word. Honestly, it is only about the next two and a half, three months. Right. And some stuff that may or may not happen in the future. So uh I don't I'm not gonna read the intro. I have the link in the show notes for that. And he said as far as gameplay goes, um, as they've said, they want to return to uh the massively multiplayer aspects of and group content, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera, which is why they're going uh they have Tithe and all the new bosses going and stuff, right? Right. As far as operations go, the next uh, bosses, Esne, Esne and Velilala, I don't know how to say it, uh, are on the public test server. Those are the twins. That's the next two bosses, or next boss in uh, Tithe, in uh, in the operation we've been playing, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like you're not listening to this one. I was, um, I was glancing through the roadmap again, No, it's fine. You're good, dude. Um, and so uh, one of the things he says, we've already changed how our level or tier gear drops in operations. This is interesting. They're going to be adding a platinum quality item that you can earn from defeating certain bosses in veteran and master modes. And now platinum items are those ones that they've been direct selling on the GTN and, right. and stuff like that. So 
It'd be really interesting to be able to earn that like, stuff. Like, is that like that new armored mount or whatever that's on sale right now for yeah, like fifty two fifty? Yeah, the stuff that's crazy priced. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so that's platinum level stuff, but being able to, a chance to earn that would be pretty cool. Absolutely. Um, PVP. They've introduced the. He basically said they've introduced two new PVP war zones in the last year. Um, and their current season is going to keep going, and it's slated in in August. And that's going to end with the crisis in Umbara, which we'll talk about, which is 5.2, 5.4, excuse me. And they're finalizing the rewards now. And let's see, class balance. He basically said, like, yeah, we're going to, we're going to address cast class balance, which I'll talk about in a minute. Uh, story and companions. They realize that people want their companions back and they're trying to get those coming. Um, he says, we know bringing back your old companions is extremely important. So expect to see more of them returning throughout the year. Additionally, as we release updates over the summer, you'll be able to customize some of your favorite companions, as we talked about the other day. Right. Uh, including Theron, Lana, Shay, uh, Koth, and Senya. So, I'm actually, uh, out of all those, I, I, well, I, I'd like to, uh, Shay. <laughs> Shay Vizza. Yes. Yeah. Well, what's cool about it is there was another post, and I have it in the show notes, but he said, somebody, somebody posted in there and they said, hey, so is it just a customization thing, or can I customize every piece? And right. they're going to customize every piece. Okay, that's cool. Because as it is right now, you can just change the weapon. Yeah. So if you want a, sh- a slave Shea Vizsla, there you go. Go for it, bro. Um. All right. Let's see what else do we have here. Um. Based on the feedback we've re- received on Islecat, they're exploring options for new daily areas and adding or updating events and offering special rewards for a variety of in-game activities, which is pretty cool. Um, I'm hoping there's going to be more legacy stuff, but, you know, that that uh, that is what it is. I'm always on the lookout for more achievements. Yeah. Uh, there's quality of life stuff. Now, this is the stuff that's, I think, pretty cool and something we've talked about uh, quite a bit. But it says, quality of life improvements include fixing longstanding bugs, which I'll get to in a minute. That I actually just posted a, a couple hours before we recorded. Cool. Changes to existing game systems, improving the user interface, simplifying ways uh, ways to do things in-game. Increasing the speed of mounts, which they're doing, adding less, adding legacy perks and more, and including stackable storage. That's not happening, bro. <laughs> did did you really have to do that? Yes, hundred episodes, and that's you've been saying it for hundred episodes. Has it happened? No, that's why I had to say it. I had to okay. bring back the greatest hits. Right. Well, they're not listening. It's fine. Um, so we're regularly looking to offer more customization improvements, uh, such as adding weapon tuning enhancements to player collections. I still have not added a single weapon tuning to any of my weapons yet. Well, but if it's not in collections, what does it matter? It's on that one weapon, that one tune, right? Right. And so that'd be crazy expensive. Yeah, and that's a really good quality of life improvement. Um, and of course they're looking for more feedback. Now, summer of Swotor, as they always do. Yes. Here we are. You ready, dude? I don't think you're ready, but it's fine. I'm ready. Narshada summer game update five point two point two. That is coming on the thirteenth, which is I am getting the damn rancor mount nope, this year you won't i've okay i've blown up a a how angry you're gonna get about this i'm just gonna continue <laughs> i've blown up a a uh, slot machine like three times yeah and i still have not gotten a rancor mount well but that's all do you, well, do you think you'll get it this time no but i want to try <laughs> I'm going to pump like 2 million credits into this. Thing. So speaking of what he's talking about, that if you didn't know what he was talking about, this is what he's talking about. The return of the Nar Shaddaa What event. am I talking about? I don't know. The return of the Nar Shaddaa light, nightlife event um, is happening. And there's new rewards and, of course, old rewards. 
and including a new Gamorian companion. Nice. Dude, do you know how bad I want a Gamorian companion? Yeah, I just want to snort and run around behind me. That's what I want. Um, I want, I want, I want drippy nostrils. Yeah, and I want him carrying a battle axe and, yeah. and like run away at the first sight. Yeah, of danger. all of that, all of that. You're right. Uh, Starfighter improvements. There's increased requisition gr- uh, gains. Gunship and bomber available by default, which we talked about uh, a while back, and some new customization options, which is pretty cool. I'm glad Starfighter's not getting completely ignored. Okay, this is going to go up on wall of crazy, but I had just had a thought. Mm. One, what's one of the favorite? quality of life things and perks that people have in there especially you and uh jess you love emotes yeah i want all the emotes okay exactly right there are people that collect them all i mean i i try to get as many as i can whenever they come out right indeed um there's still a whole bunch like i still haven't gotten bone dance but you know there's whatever one of my favorites oh no bones the one i do constantly exactly yeah but i do have the xantha playing the xantha which i love yeah that's good um but can you imagine if they came out with companion emotes. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, because you have the thing that you can, like, you can slap your companion if you're a pure blood slith. Yeah, there's some stuff That there. sort of thing. There's dance with your companion. Right. But that's basic things. But just imagine if you have, like, 20 emotes, whatever, that's, like, you could, like, and it just made me think about it with the Gamorrean. It's, like, if you... It's, like, a dance monkey dance kind of thing. No, like, it's, like, if you brought out your rank, <laughs> like, if, if somebody came by with a rank or within any, like, 20 meters, the Gamorrean runs away. Or oh, something, yeah, like something that. that's like, okay. like that's that's race specific, or you could do no matter who your companion is. It's like, um, you know, whenever you like you flex, your companion gets down and bows to you, or something yeah. like that. You know, anytime the companion bows to me, I'm in. Yeah, or like gets on their knees and does the the I'm not yeah. worthy. I just think something like that would be fun. I was trying really hard not to take those to a dirty place. Those suggestions, I like your suggestions though. Just saying. So you know. <laughs> All right, so back Tell to... Tell me what the, you think. You hit me nope, up at, nope. at I'm Will Griggs nope. on Twitter. <laughs> All right, so Starfighter, I already talked about that. Companion influence uh, earned from crew skill missions, which we've talked about before, which he previewed a while back, which I'm excited about. Um, companion experience legacy perks for alts. Uh, this is probably the biggest one, and I, and I probably won't go through much more after this, but this is super important. Command experience legacy perks for alts. Once your once one of your character reaches command rank 300, you can acquire a new legacy perk to increase the XP gains for all of your other characters. That's badass. Yeah, absolutely. I feel like you didn't hear what I said. Well, I was laughing at what Mox said in chat. He said, hashtag Will wants companions on knees. Well, look, I mean. So, of course, I said Mox wins all the things. What was it? <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even raffle anything, but you win. Uh, No, you don't. But. What was the other thing? You, you like nuts or something? Okay, let's move on. Um, the we'll ability like to crap. So, what do you think about this, dude? I mean, I, I like that this is. I think this is a start for um, as far as helping it be a little more alt friendly. But I really just what I seriously want, and I've heard other people say this, and this is what I've been thinking since the beginning of this whole thing. Just make command rank legacy. Legacy, yeah. You know, and just. If if my if my main is fifty, all my tunes are fifty, and move on, and and it, it will be okay. Anyway, okay, rant over. The ability to craft tier four armor is now available, which is pretty cool. Yep. Um, we talked about the customizations. Uh, we talked about the legacy perks. One hundred twenty and one hundred thirty increased mount speeds happening. Uh, what else we got here? We talked about the tier one gear being purchasable. Uh, that was in the preview. So. Right. Sisters of Carnage. Okay, and I have to say, this is my favorite title 
of Sisters of ever. Carnage, right? It's, gr- it's like so metal. It's like Sisters of Carnage. Yeah, it's like it's like the band that's practicing in your in your neighbor's garage. I know, right? Uh, so Sisters of Carnage, game update five point three, and that's going to be next month in July. Gods from Machines, Second Encounter. That's when the twins will be available. Um, there's going to be a new stronghold with a view of the ocean. Damn. A stronghold with a view know, of the ocean. You know, this is the one thing I was most excited about. Cause it's Manon, right? It's I, be I'm Manon. thinking yes. And just say it's Manon because everybody else is thinking Manon. What else could it be? It could be Alderaan where it's right on the coast. Oh, that would be terrible. Everybody would hate that. I know, but I'm saying because then I would love Why Manon. would you put it on, on a plant that's going to blow up? Be destroyed. I don't, well, granted, it's in you know three thousand years, long. but it's, um, no, I I completely agree. I really hope it's Manon, and I hope it's not like part of like connected to the city or whatever. I want it to be like its own floating thing. Yeah, that'd be sick. Yeah, yeah, and with levels of like that, underwater, absolutely. And water. Yeah, that'd be sick. Gotta yeah. have underwater. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, so this is important too. People who like and and I have have a hard time. <laughs> Mox hates the idea of Manon. <laughs> Good. So Manon, shore, Manon. the shores of um. Alderaan for him. Uh, stronghold decorations are impossible, and I hate them. It's hard to find. I don't know what I'm going to put. So they're going to be searchable, hopefully, by with new using new filters, which is cool. And then class changes, as I alluded to before. Sorcerer, Sage, Powertech, Vanguard, Assassin, Shadow, Sniper, Gunslinger, Mercenary, Commando, and Operative Scouts are all going to get class changes. Cool. And appearances for additional companions can now be customized. So boom. You know, actually, going back to the planet really quick. No. I would like to see it on Oricon and have it be an ocean of lava. <laughs> lava so baths all around. So you can have, like, like Mustafar. Yeah. So we all become Vader? I know. <laughs> right? All right. So Crisis on Umbara. Umbara? Yeah. Umbara. Umbara. Uh, and that's going to be game update 5.4, and that's going to be in August. And the story will continue a new flashpoint awesome. called The Crisis of Umbara. And appearances for additional companions can now be customized, and there's going to be more than that. And the last part of the post, obviously, is a increase in communication. They're going to be talking about uh, as much as they can going forward, which is pretty cool. Absolutely. Today, just today, uh, I'm just going to gloss over this really quick. Glossing. Yeah. Uh, just today, they're reading all of the roadmap thread post that I, I have a link in the show notes for it right basically they're watching all of the people all being, the feedback well people are angry obviously but people are never happy are, are you shocked uh but following that eric posted the same i'm not going to go through this all right now at all um but in pending bug fixes this is something they're going to start doing so ahead of the patch they're going to say these are the bugs that we plan on fixing so it's not a total list of course, it's subject to change, but it's upping the communication. So I have a link in the show note. Show notes. There's a whole list of stuff on here. And of course, the caveats are they're not patch notes. They can be changed. They probably will be changed and they might be changed. Did I say they might be changed? Uh, things might change. They might change. So, you know, it is what it is. But I, I like that they're putting this stuff out ahead of time and people can complain, get out of their system. And then when they actually fix the bugs, then people are stoked. Absolutely. So here we are. Last thing, last thing, before we get out of this and get into some Star Wars fun, because I can't wait for that. I got some cool parks news coming up. Uh, So celebrate EA. That's happening this weekend. From Friday, June 2nd through Sunday, June 4th, jump into Star Wars Yoda Republic and join the Galactic Defender event to celebrate EA's Play to Give 
program. Oh, that's what it is. That's right. Um, and through Play to Give, they're celebrating the importance of inclusion and play and the positive connections it makes for all the diverse players around the world. Help us celebrate what everyone in our galaxy communi- com- galactic community contributes to our galaxy. So this weekend, team up with friends, new and old, in Battles Across the Galaxy. And you get, if you log in this weekend, all players who log in during the Play to Give get a PL2G Defender Battle Droid Mini Pet. Nice. And plus, if players join with one or more friends in 1 million or more total group activities across the Sword Galaxy, all players who log in during the Play to Give campaign will also receive Galactic Defender game title. Oh, that's nice. Which is some incentive to log in this weekend and group up and have some fun. Yes, I, I completely agree. And um, and considering it's uh, the second, uh, that's WOG tomorrow night, so I'm in. Yeah, that's a perfect opportunity. Yeah. Um, I, I like the, the, the PL2G um, droid I in the that's a defender droid. Yeah, that's really cool. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I think I I just I love the incentive behind it. I just love the idea of getting people to together to celebrate inclusion, which I think is super yeah. And important. it actually kind of takes me all the way back to beta when um the game first came out, and of course it was you know whenever a new game comes out, it gets up for awards and stuff like that. And I remember uh, Swordor got an award. Um, from like the American Colorblind Society or whatever, because the, oh, right. the choices that they made were inclusive to colorblind people. Right, indeed. Uh, so, man, uh, anything else, Swotor? 100 episodes in. We've talked about Star Wars Yoda Public consistently for 100 episodes. Anything else you want to talk about? Uh, it's five and a half years in, and I'm still hooked on the game. It's hard. To I don't play that. it as much as I used to just because real life gets in the way, but um, it's still a go to. It's. But for me, it's more of the community, and it's more oh, yeah, about it's so community. The, we've made some really cool friends, and absolutely. As far as Wog goes, I love my Wog friends, and regardless of the the day I've had when I log in at eight o'clock on Friday night, and you hear those voices, and everybody's talking smack, and everybody has a couple drinks, there's something kind of magical about Except it. Except for so. the oddly deep voice, sixteen year old. Oh right, yeah, we mentioned it last week, but uh, we also have extra life. Which is the kickoff yep. event on the twenty fourth, and that is Unholy Alliance and Wookiee Mistake. Uh, you can you can catch that. We'll put that in the show notes as well. And um, yeah, and the t shirts we mentioned last week as well. I got to get a better link for that. I didn't put a link in last week's notes, but um, you can buy t shirts to help that event. And um, CRR is having their their uh, what is it uh, the Saint Yo. The Saint Your Wampas, <laughs> Wampas something yeah. writing group, yeah. oh, whatever it is. Uh, but I, I love the fact that uh, our people are doing stuff, and Extra Life yeah, is you, the biggest. Yeah, thing. I definitely have to give this up to Jesse and Mox and JT and everybody over at Holy Alliance and Wookie Mistakes that they totally get behind Extra Life, and they've raised multiple thousands of dollars for this uh, incredible charity. Yeah, and I want one of those T-shirts, and I think I should wear one to Comic Con. What do you think? Absolutely. Well, I need to buy one first. Yeah, you do. So Mox is gonna buy me one. Is that what's happening? I, I think that's. I think that's what. I, I'll, <laughs> I, go, I'll go on her Marshall. Thanks, Mox. That's awesome. <laughs> Welcome to the chat. Oh, thanks, buddy. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah. So definitely, extra life is awesome, and I will be there for part of that event. And I've got to work later that night, sadly, but uh, I'm excited for that. I love the extra life kickoff events, and then of course, actual extra life event where I get to play games without guilt for a long period of time. And yes, Mox, please post a link in the chat so it'll come up on screen and anybody else who is viewing can follow it in. Yeah, do that. And then I can put it in the show notes too because I missed one link last week for sure. So, Absolutely. 
All right, so let's move on to Star Wars. Uh, well, actually, really quick. Oh, I, my God. Don't. No, please. Don't give me any lip there, mister. <laughs> um, you're the one that got me hooked on podcasts. But um, I would just like to say, you know, I don't listen to as many SWOTOR podcasts as I used to, but I've gotten hooked on a whole bunch of true crime podcasts. But I don't listen to like serial or any like the the major ones. That you think I, I like I just got I've been listening to Hollywood and Crime, right? Which is on a hiatus. I've been listening to Lore. I've been listening to Serial Killers, and now there's a one that I just started listening to that started the last year, and it's called Unsolved uh, Unsolved Murders uh, True Crime Stories or something like that. And I'm right now I'm listening to a, a two part episode on uh, the Zodiac Killer and how um, that. One of the people who is thought to be the Zodiac Killer, his son, who thinks he's the Zodiac Killer, also thinks he killed Elizabeth Short, who is the Black Dahlia, and he was a and he was a um, person of interest in both. So your podcast listening is interesting. <laughs> Seriously, <laughs> if you look at my podcast, it's all politics, sports, Star Wars, and true crime. Oh, cool! Um, and the usual podcast. Don't worry, you don't listen to our show, it's fine. No, um, but I do download it, mark it as played, and then delete it. Well, I think that's important. It's, a, it's your own show. I know, I have to up the numbers. For God's sake. Okay, here we go. We're, look, can we Can we do Star Wars? Let's go on to Star Wars. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. Finish what you started. First off, I want to apologize just in case uh, you hear anything in the background. Please let us know uh, that some of the sites that we get some of the stuff from has ads playing in the background. So I apologize. Damn you, comicbook.com. Yeah. So Lucasfilm. Let's start with Lucasfilm. So Lucasfilm <laughs> didn't have plans for episode eight and nine after The Force Awakens. Yeah, actually, this this article came out last week, and I mentioned it a little bit at the end of our Star Wars. I thought I thought we week. talked about it, yeah. And it just talked about how Ryan uh, Ryan Johnson wasn't given a roadmap he had to follow. Right, he could come up with his own stories. Yeah, and I I'm okay with that, dude. And and the one thing I like about um about where they're going is they're seeing how things go. Yes. And let's say, for example, uh, there's a standout character in one of the films, and they're like, "Oh, shoot." Could that work as a, uh, you know, uh, what you call it, um, as a spinoff? You know Absolutely. what I mean? Because they, they, what we talked about last week, next month they're declaring, or this month, they're declaring their next spinoff. Yeah, they, it's coming out, this, well now it's June, yeah, this month, and we're guessing it's going to be a D23. Indeed. And I do have some D23 news later in the convention section. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I completely agree that it's... Uh, it's really cool the way that they can make changes too, because I, I mean, we talked about it a few weeks ago that Ryan Johnson, when he got uh, a hold of the script for Force Awakens, because he had already been hired to do eight, he personally asked J.J. Abrams, okay, at the end of the film, right. you have um, BB-8 going to the planet with uh, um, with Ray to meet up with Luke. Can you leave BB-8 back at the the base and have? R2 go with him? Right. Because I want R2 to be a bigger for- story, and so he did, and that's how we got. The whole R2 with the Million Falcon at the end. Yeah, man. And and so one of the things that I was super stoked about this week is this particular story. And um, we haven't talked about them in a long time, but the Cantina cast. Remember those guys? Mm-hmm. 
Um, they're still doing their thing and, and they're an awesome podcast. If you like Star Wars podcasts, um, they, I just listened to their latest episode today. Um, I think it posted today. Um, and they talked about Snoke and, Snoke. and everybody loves to talk about Snoke and there's a the whole thing. Your Snoke theory sucks and all that kind of stuff exactly. out there. But what I like is that today, um, no, yesterday, excuse me, two days ago, excuse me. Um, Lucasfilm exec gives out major Snoke theory tip. Now, I like this because I think it might spur a conversation. Did you read this? I think I know where you're going. With so it says, uh, Pablo Hidalgo went to Twitter and he sent Star Wars fans into a frenzy when he tweeted out a hand about Snoke. And he said that I guess the question, this question has come up, come up. Snoke's humanity, as described in the novelization of The Force Awakens, the creator wrote before attaching the snippet from Star Wars novel. You can read the excerpt below. So check this out. He says, uh, seat on the rose on the raised platform that was the focus of the of the chamber was the blue tinted hollow of Supreme Leader Snoke. Tall and gaunt, he was humanoid, but no human. Exactly. And he says the hood of the dark robe, and then it goes on. So if he's not human, most of those theories go out the window. And what I think this article does poorly is that it talks about the fact that. Oh, well, the Plagueis theories are out the window. They're not because the if you read the Plagueis human. novel, he's not human. He's a moon. Yeah. Um, and so. M-U-U-N, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yes. M-U-U-N, yeah. Uh, so what do you think, dude? Not human. Um, which is I, fine. Well, because there's been a big swell, groundswell going the last few months about uh, it, people wanting it to be some form of Vader. Yeah. Being a clone or whatever. Well, there's that, even theories out there that it might be Luke. Which is crazy. No, but, and actually, I, I don't know how spoilery we want to get today, but. Oh, whatever. Um, it's episode 100. Keep it loose. Yeah, okay, well, um, the, what's become one of the biggest ways to get spoilers of stuff coming out is to look at Lego products when they get released. Right. And there's been a Snoke product that's been released, well, the pictures have come out, and the two things it confirmed, well, the, well there's one thing it confirms and one thing it shines light on. The one thing it confirms is that he is going to be wearing a tan-colored robe. Interesting. Okay, okay. which should be interesting because, you know, we've never seen a major villain, quote-unquote villain, wearing a, a tan robe. Well, wearing earth tones. Earth tones, exactly, because they always wear black. Well, there's also, in one of the Lego sets, a picture where it shows Snoke talking to somebody in a hologram, right? Where it's Snoke in real form, and the hologram is of somebody in a, in a robe... And there's rumors it might be Luke. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Because if Luke is going, how interesting would it be that Snoke is neither Sith and Luke is no longer Jedi? Right. They've both gone to Wills. Huh. Interesting. And that Snoke might be playing both sides of the fence like Palpatine did, raising Luke up in the Wills. Right. Kylo in as the Sith, just so he can play them off each other. Yeah, I mean, and and part of how Star Wars goes is that it's it has to do with they love puppet masters. intrigue and pulling strings here and and uh, this person isn't who you think it is that kind of stuff and and I don't know, man. I I don't like to dive too far into that, but I I like the idea that um <laughs> that just by saying Snoke isn't human, it throws out a lot of those other theories. Um, and and it makes it and and really I think what's gonna end up happening is Snoke's just gonna 
be a guy. A new character. He's just going to be somebody new to the universe. Exactly. And it's going to be fine, and we're all going to move on. Yep. I mean, ultimately, I would love if it, if it was Plagueis. But sure. Yeah, I, I would love that. But if it's not Plagueis, I want it to be somebody yeah. that's not anybody else. Yeah, I don't want it to be someone random. Um, I definitely don't want it to be Jar Jar. Oh, God, that'd be terrible. All right, so John Boyega, uh, there's a, I think he put it on Instagram. Uh, this is a pretty cool shot. He's showing off his new weapon. Did you see this? I did not. Let's take a look. Look at that. Yeah, this is on, I think this is on Instagram. Uh, I don't know if we, if there's sound to this or not, but oh yeah, he's like, shoot. <laughs> Proud Ooh, owner of Finn's up. blaster. It lights up. <laughs> yep, it lights up. Um, so this is not a visual medium, sadly, and I could have put it in the thing, but I didn't. Uh, but I don't know, man. I, I love the idea that he loves all of this. I oh, love absolutely. Boyega, and uh, I think the next movie's going to be fun. Um, this article is weird, and I'm going to talk about it a little bit, because I read through it, and I, I think this is a trip. Adam Driver refused to hang out with Mark Hamill before filming Star Wars. Now, I think this has this is this has to do with a couple things. It has to do with who John, um, uh, Adam Driver is as an actor. He's very uh, method. He is, and uh, let me let me find the the quote that I want. And actually, just by reading the the headline, this totally makes sense to me. And I'll tell you why after you read the. No, it, it makes a ton of sense. He says, uh, "This is Mark Hamill talking." He says he's very moody and intense. Um, he said to Vanity Fair, and this is coming off of what we talked about last week. He said, "I remember saying to Adam, I don't know how you work or your technique, but at some point, uh, you were my nephew. I probably bounced you on my knee. I probably babysat for you." There, uh, there's that side, and now we're going. Now we're both estranged from the Skywalker family. All I'm suggesting is, if you like, maybe we could go to lunch. We could get together and hang out. Uh, driver declined, and and of course, Hamill said more power to him. It's all good. And one of the things that um, he said, uh, Adam Driver said, he said the thing about that character that I find painful, that I can relate to, I kind of prefer to keep to myself. He said. Yeah, and that's the easiest answer. But one thing I think would really that really works about it is that there's so much history between he and Luke, right? That's why yeah. I, mean, I mean we're assuming a lot of story content here. Yeah, we're assuming. But um, I would want it to be as like fraying, like all the emotions on the surface, and every minute that he would spend with Luke with with, with Mark Hamill would diminish that edginess right right because you know he's got to be in awe of mark hamill a little bit no right? i agree as an actor and then in character he's going to be angry yeah right so y if you were to get rid of that awe right the anger would would remain flat whereas if he if he like still doesn't have that connection with him then in when you have that little bit of nervousness in there then he can play off of that and it can bring a much more edginess to the you know, I hate to say it, a very Jeff Goldblum quality to the acting part of it. Right. Indeed. I'm with you, man. I I don't know. Part of me is just, I like Adam Driver. And I like what he brings to the Kylo Ren character. And if he's, if he, I mean, he's, he's moody, he's brooding, all that stuff. You know, if he doesn't want to, if he doesn't want to talk to anybody else, and that helps the character, good, good. Well, the, the way that he explains uh, Kylo Ren is it totally when he was on Saturday Night Live and he did that right. undercover boss thing, it totally fit in. You could tell like he wanted approval, but he did not want to be like with anybody. Exactly. 
Uh, so chat room, I threw the gun up there for a minute there. Uh, blaster. Uh, oh, a blaster, excuse me. Um, I hope you liked it. Uh, all right. So Ryan Johnson defends the last Jedi against Empire Strikes Back comparisons. And really all this article is, is people saying, Oh, you're just going to do what the Force Awakens did, right. mirroring episode four. And, um, there was one quote in here. Let me see if I can find it. Of course, Star Wars fans will be familiar with the copycat controversy. Uh, there was actually a quote that he said. Oh, he says, I've addressed it, the issue, the only way I possibly can by spending, um, by spending the past three years of my life making a film I don't think is derivative. So, good. Um, so there it is. So let it go, bro. And we talked about it the last couple weeks, actually. I talked about Skeen. I talked about it with you a little let bit. Go. Are you going to sing the, the, the Frozen? Sorry. Let it go. Okay. <laughs> but, uh, but what's interesting though is there's a lot of that speculation out there that this is really just going to be a mirror trilogy. Well, and the thing is, right? is nobody knows anything yet. So nobody knows a thing, which I love. Should we get to merchandise? Merch. I'm excited <laughs> about this first one. So awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to get this up in the, in the thing here. Uh, so our peeps that are watching can see. Uh, do. So. This is a Stern Pinball announces 40th anniversary Star Wars Pinball table. Okay. Um, and I know there's a picture of it here I'm going to find. Hold on. Well, there was the video still. Oh, there was the video. Anyway, but uh, the reason I, p- I wanted to put this in here was mainly because when I, I spent a lot of time in arcades. Really? And. Sorry. That felt a little, uh, condescending. Just a little bit. A little bit. Okay. So I, I spent a lot of time in arcades and I really, really, if I was going to play a pinball machine, it was usually the Star Wars pinball machine. And I love that this pinball machine exists. And I think, oh, this is from the Star Wars show. Um, we won't be able to find the clip. Maybe we'll find it for next week. Okay. Uh, um, well, two things. Uh, yeah. One, I can't talk about arcades without bringing up my brother. Well, I got the picture. Who was a uh, former world champion in Donkey Kong Jr. Oh. Big up, Steve. Second. I am still bitter every time I go to Disneyland and either one, they don't have the Indiana Jones pinball machine in the Indiana Jones store, or if they do, it doesn't work because I love the, especially like you pull the trigger and it's a gun that makes it, the gun go, the ball go off. It's awesome. I'm with you, man. Uh, so the chat can see it now. Um, it looks amazing and I will play the mess out of that. In fact, I would like to own one. So if you'd like to send one, you just send it to at Darth Pops on Twitter. Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, absolutely. It's not a physical uh, address, though. I think that's the problem. No, but you know what? This is definitely going to be showing up at some sort of arcade that they're going <laughs> to have in Star Wars land. Oh, yes, for sure. Um, and speaking of adorable things, you're welcome, chat room, for this. Look at this bad boy here. Look how adorable that is. So the next thing is that Funko is making the cutest Star Wars Darth Vader tie. Okay, is that Vader sitting in a TIE Interceptor? Yeah, so I want to make it so that they can see the whole thing. Hold on a second. Okay, first of all, talking about this while you're you're screen capturing this, is I happen to see the Luke in the land speeder behind you. Oh, yeah, I got that in the latest. That's my last one until I re-up when I go back to school. So I'm going to miss a couple. Yeah, yeah, hold on. So chat room, you get a special exclusive. You ready? So, So first of all, for people who are here, um, I get the, I usually get the Star Wars Smuggler's Bounty. And this will be my last one because I'm skip a couple months while I'm not getting paid. But check this out. This is the Han Solo and Greedo. Right? Salt and pepper shakers? Salt and pe- pepper shakers. So are you telling me that Han salts first? Han? Indeed. 
Salt's first. There it is. And then this, I mean, this is awesome. Look how awesome this is. Uh, Seriously, it's Luke and the Landspeeder. Luke, Landspeeder, there's a glare going on, but it's pretty, pretty BA. Anyway, so I love the Pops merch. Uh, I love this freaking, uh, I'm going to leave that up there. That's what I'm going to do. That is the coolest looking Vader in a TIE Interceptor picture I've ever seen. How adorable is that? Look at that. You know what it actually reminds me of here? I, I um, There is a new... Are you a tangent? Well, just because we're going to be talking about... Uh, I'm sure we're going to talk about SDCC uh, Comic-Con exclusives coming up. But there's this Star Wars artist that... what he Well, he does not just Star Wars stuff. But he does art where he takes... Remember the, the old kids rides outside of grocery stores? Yep. He turns them into oh, that. Oh, I heard him on a podcast recently. They are phenomenal yeah. pieces of, and there's like one where it's like uh, an ad at, and they're yeah. it's very cool. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So I don't know. I like merch, and it's cool. Merch, merch, merch. All right. So real quick, parks news, and then we're gonna get into our universal crazy pop culture stuff. Um, I don't even know how to say this, dude. To be honest with you, but Ghibli. studio. Is it Ghibli? Ghibli. Ghibli is going to open a theme park in 2020. Now, if you're not familiar with this Ghibli, this Ghibli, they made uh, Totoro and um, all these really... It's all the Miyazaki stuff. Yeah. And I, I love this idea. I love it. Oh, they can see it. Um, so, yeah, so it's all the Totoro and Kiki's Delivery Service, yeah. Spirited Away. And that's badass, dude. My kids love these movies, and it, I, I don't know where the theme park's going to be, actually. Where is it going to be? I'm guessing Dubai. Oh, well. well. That's where all the cool theme parks go nowadays. All the cool theme parks are in another country, which is great. Um, according to Suzuki and Amoro, da, 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 uh, oh, yeah, Tokyo. Yep. That makes sense. So, there we go. Well, actually, my brother's uh, brother-in-law uh, lives uh, in Japan, so I might have to visit. Cool. Let's move on with our lives. <laughs> I like how you just totally glossed over that. By the gods, man. All right. So last thing. Deadpool creator pitches new X-Men theme park rides. And how now, awesome would that be? He didn't, but he did. It was one of those things like, oh, Guardians is doing it. Guardians in the ga- of the Galaxy, which, by the way, speaking of impromptu times to um, uh, hype another podcast, the uh, Disney Dish podcast, which is um, phenomenal, their latest podcast talked about they actually went on the ride it's and when there's high praise from these guys it's it's serious yeah because they've been around the oh, they've been around years. forever but what's crazy is from what i understand guardians had like a five hour wait time which is crazy we've been talking about it quite a bit but deadpool creator is like oh i well, i would love to see um new x-men theme park rides and 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 deadpool rides and stuff like that but how could you make a family-friendly deadpool ride you answer me that question now. Well, who said it had to be family friendly? Well, here we are. Okay. Um, talking about long wait lines at Disneyland. Yep. Um, I, I mean, I still remember when Indiana Jones and the Temple of Forbidden Eye came out. Oh, my God. And they were calling it Indiana Jones and the Temple of the Four-Hour Line. It was. I waited in that line. Yes, yeah, so did I. It was three hours and something. And I waited insane. in the line when it went through it, uh, Frontierland instead of Adventureland and then out into the hub. <laughs> Twice. <sighs> anyway. Anyways. So, dude, um, I'm excited about theme park stuff. I really want to see Guardians. I'm going to get to go on it this summer, hopefully, if I want to wait you. in the five-hour line. Um, but, you know, it is what it is. So, 
Maybe you could show me press pass. And- no. <laughs> yeah. I'd be like, hey, look at this convention I went to last month. I'd be like, I don't care. I don't Get in the back care. of the line. Exactly right. <laughs> All right, man. Let's get to our last section here and get out. Here we go. I can't imagine any kind of future where I'm a hero. Well, you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. You know I put the first story in for you, right? Yes, I know you did. You you love musicals. I do. And Alanis Morissette, her Jagged Little Pill album, which is what, 20 years old? Uh, came out in 95, 96. Yeah. Uh, will be a musical. Wow. How do you feel about that? I'm okay with it. Um, I, I really hope album, that they though. bring out a Dave Coulier looking guy <laughs> during You Ought to Know. <laughs> I, I just... And I hope they somehow work, uh, you can't do that on television's <laughs> green slime into it somewhere. I don't know, man. I love Morissette. And they have to work Ryan Reynolds in there somewhere. And you know my love of Morissette goes to what? Where is Oh, it? Dogma. Dogma, yeah. Come she on, plays she's, God she's Dogma, God. which is great. Anyway, um, there's a new Pokemon uh, mobile game announced as well. Shocker. Well, and this leads into the next one. I don't care about the game because I'm not going to play it. And it says, Pokemon Company made a ton of money last year. And well, yeah, Go came out last year. Obviously, it had to do with Pokemon Go, but they also put out another game as well. Um, any ideas how much they made? Uh, a lot. A couple hundred million dollars. Well, Pokemon Company recently released its annual earnings report with a report net profit. That's the amount of money made after expenses of $143 million. Yeah, I almost had it on. Yeah. But but that's, that's, that's a lot of money. That's profit. That's so much money, dude. Do you realize? That's insane. That's a crazy amount of money. But I'm more power to him, man. And I think there's there's other stuff coming from Pokemon here pretty soon, too, which is cool. Um, we talked a while back about uh, X-Files. Their season 10 was going to be an Audible series. Remember that? Yep. No. Well, no. They just had season 10. What? Season 10 was the, the short one that they just had. No. Season 10 is the Audible series. That was season 9, wasn't it? No. Season 9 was the one. Oh. Yeah. Sorry. Recently, uh, Amazon's Audible announced they would be producing an Audible drama based on season, season 10. 10. Okay. okay. That makes sense that. because yeah. season 11, which is going to be coming out, is going to be a 10 episode arc and that's actual film. Right. Um, but it's cool if they're going to be doing an Audible. Um, yeah. Yeah. Which, which is pretty cool. Awfully happy that the Audible news broke when it did. And I didn't think it was going to come out until July. So I'm kind of happy that it breaks, uh, the news breaks before. Uh, the comic book series, because there's a comic book series coming as well. So it's yes, pretty cool. I'm, I'm sure he thought it was going to be coming, being announced at Comic-Con. Right, exactly. So, I, I don't know. Should they keep going with the X-Files? What do you think? Yeah. yeah. I know, it was good. I like the X-Files. Don't too. be dumb. Don't be dumb. Okay, so TV news, we're in reviews now, and it says, uh, Riverdale actor teases there's going to be a darker and stranger season two. It was already pretty dark and strange. Yeah, but can it be more dark and strange? It can always be more dark and strange. Well... You haven't watched Riverdale, which I'm... I'm on episode eight. I told you this last week. I know. I just want to to see if you got defensive. I hate you (laughs) so much. So what do you think, dude? It is dark and strange already. Um, Finish the season. We'll talk about it in a couple weeks. But uh, honestly, man, I'm super excited for the season two. Yeah, no, it should be very cool. And because it definitely doesn't end on a non-cliffhanger. Uh, I have a link in the show notes here. We didn't do trailer time this week. And this is like a five-minute like promo for the young sheldon show yeah and actually I, I definitely don't want to watch this because it's actually my in 
to kind of tell you. In a couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a, well, sometime in the next couple of weeks, we're going to be doing a trailer time special on yep. the upfronts. Yep. Um, so it's going to have all the new shows coming out this fall, and Young Sheldon is one of the ones from CBS. Totally. So I, I don't know how you feel about the Young Sheldon thing. Uh, I, I, I'm okay with it. I yeah. think it'll be okay. I hope it'll be okay. I love Big Bang Theory, but, you know, people either love it or hate it. It's one of those things, but more people love it than hate it. Yeah, and it just uh, got re-upped in the last few months for uh, up to season 12. So. Well, especially since they upped everybody's uh, yeah, salaries, salary. too, so that helps. Speaking of TV, Frank Miller's Sin City is getting a TV reboot. This will not work oh. unless it's on AMC, HBO, or Showtime. If it's on network or unless it goes directly to Netflix, it's not going to work. Interesting. Because Frank Miller is so stylized violence, very much like, um, well, I mean, you, you haven't seen anything by Frank Miller. I mean, the, I hear what you're saying. Yeah. The, the Dark Knight. I mean, he did uh, uh, Sin City. He did Sucker Punch. He did uh, mm-hmm. uh, The Spirit. You know, it's all very bloody. It's like, imagine if Tarantino did anime. Right, right. Right. Uh, this is according to Deadline. Uh, TWC slash Dimension is developing the TV version of the comics which were previously made into two separate feature films. And the second movie, A Dame to Kill For, was released right. in 2013. Uh, the first one was great. Okay. The second one, not so much. And if you don't know, TWC is the Weinstein Company. Right. And it also says, the this report says, no networks have jumped on it yet. So I think you might be right. I think the right. problem is find the right He's network. He's still in the pitch phase. Yeah, because like, it would not work on CBS. Yeah. But it might work on HBO. Good it point. might work on Netflix. So, HBO, I think HBO or maybe um, maybe AMC. It could get away with AMC as maybe a. Uh, um, I don't want to say companion with The Walking Dead, sure, but in that sort of vein because they already do Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead. They did Breaking Bad, right? Um, they did uh, Mad Men, so you know they can get away with that edgier content, and that's right. what they're going to have to do. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, because it's it's bloody. I mean, it is. No, it has to be. That's important. <laughs> Uh, all right, so into movies, Edge of Tomorrow 2, uh, that's going to be the end of the series. Okay, I actually didn't even know they were going to be doing a sequel. Yeah, I didn't I either. Loved I loved the this. first one. Yeah, I, um, I didn't see the first one. It's really good, and actually, it's really funny, because Edge of Tomorrow was the name of it when it was in theaters. Mm-hmm. When they... Yeah, what was it before? It was something Okay, else. no, no, it was Edge of Tomorrow in theaters, and the tagline for it was Live, Die, Repeat. That's when right. they released it on DVD and digital content, they renamed it Live, Die, Repeat. Yeah, that's great. Um, but it's great because I love Emily Blunt, and it was I thought one of Tom Cruise's better movies in a while. Totally. Tom Cruise is always good. Uh, this I hate everything about, and I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to read the headline. <laughs> I'm going to read the headline because later I have a follow-up to this. Okay. I'm going to read this headline, and I'm going to move on because I hate everything about it. Moving on. Emoji Movie Pulls Ahead of Spider-Man Homecoming. In new social media chatter. I hate everything about that. Do you know why? Because you hate everything about it. Well, here's the deal. Uh, Spider-Man Homecoming, and this is uh, an article I have later, was doing gangbusters online. I mean, Twitter, everything. Everything was... True, but if you read the headline that oh, says, God. in new social media chatter, nope. that doesn't mean that, that Spider-Man Homecoming is losing chatter. No. What I'm saying it's is... It's just emojis increasing more. Okay, but I would rather. What do you? Uh, what? Why do you think I'm upset? Because you'd rather live in a world where there was no emoji movie. Why is there an emoji movie? Why are they making a trilogy based on Tetris? 
<laughs> Touche, sir. Uh, I hate everything about the Emoji Movie, and I will never see it. I hate everything about you. <laughs> anyway, man, uh, let's yes, get I to did you know- just sing Ugly Kid Joe. Yeah, I moved on past it, but you kept singing. Uh, let's move on past that and get to Berlanti news in our Universal Usual section. And Berlanti news star Mad. Huh. Okay, well, before we get into this, mm. have you caught up on Arrow yet? No, no. Okay, but I know there's a team up at the end. There is a team up, and they do bring back spoilers. Deathstroke. Yeah, right, played by Manu Bennett, and so he's campaigning for a Deathstroke solo series, which I would love. I watched the heck out of that because Manu Bennett is phenomenal. And and so, and don't get me wrong. Joe Mangione is going to be good in in the DCEU. No, no, no. But what I'm saying but is, Manu Bennett's phenomenal. Is uh, what I what I'm trying to say though is that actors campaign for roles often these days, All especially the time. when it comes to uh, comic book movies, especially in the day of social media. Yeah, and so I I would love to see that happen. Period. period. I'm, I'm I'm good. Uh, but and the Deathstroke creator Marv Wolfman. He weighed in on that potential spinoff, and he basically just kind of said, "Yeah, that'd be cool," <laughs> uh, I, and but not like all the way. Like he said, um, "Much appreciated." Okay, so this is a series of tweets. He said, "I love Deathstroke, and I was overjoyed to see your return, and I would love to see you do more." So he's not saying like, "Hey, go do the thing," but he's like, "I wouldn't mind you doing the thing because I'll probably get some money from that thing." Exactly. <laughs> I'll get hit up on the back. End. Yeah, which is pretty cool. Um, I did finish the Flash season finale last How night. How good was it? And it was phenomenal and awesome, and I loved every part of it. Um, I kind loved, of bittersweet. I just love that show so much. It is good. Um, but it won a Leo Award for visual effects. Fantastic. It, it's Visual it, effects are great. And the Leo Awards, what are those? I don't even know. Do you know? No. Oh, well, they won a Leo Award. And I'll edit out the no from Will, because he usually knows about awards. No. Let us all down. Yes, it did. The main chunk of our show, I think, today is going to be a Wonder Woman. Which comes out tonight. And it comes out tonight. It You're actually right. came out. It, it is currently It's playing. got about 20 minutes left at our local theater. Uh, so instead of seeing Wonder Woman, we're sitting here talking to you guys, which we love. We do. And who knows when I'll see it. I'm hoping to see it early next week. I'm hoping for Sunday. Yeah, Sunday would be good. I could go Sunday night, maybe. I, I want to actually go do a triple feature on Sunday. Mm, that seems excessive. Wonder Woman, Baywatch, and Pirates. That's a lot. <laughs> Jess saw it. Mox, we hate. Oh, well, she's in Australia, so that makes sense. She is. She's a full. It's already tomorrow there. Yeah. Well, future her saw it. Future her saw it. Which <laughs> means right. I hate future Jess. Right. We all do. So let's talk about some of these uh, just quick highlights. I read most of these articles, and I just, I don't want to spend all day on this. But Linda Carter and Gal Gadot, uh, the link I have in the show notes, uh, is a cool picture on uh, Instagram, on Twitter. Instagram on Twitter. On Twitter, a picture of them together at the Wonder Woman premiere, which in is pretty York, darn right? cool. Yeah. Yeah. Did you see Because it? they canceled the one in London. Yes. In yes. wake of the Manchester bombing. Um, but they kept the one in New York and they kept it the one in LA with, uh, beefed up security. Yeah. And that looks really cool. What else do we have here? Uh, it's, uh, right now Wonder Woman has the highest, uh, score on Rotten Tomatoes for any DC or Marvel movie in the, in the works. And is that like, period? Or is that like... I think I, it's any that's in the works right now. That's crazy, man. Um, I think that's cool. No, I think that's awesome. Uh, let's put this pic, this put this bad boy up here. What do you think about the uh, the possibility of uh, Wonder Woman being banned in Lebanon? Yeah, no, this is a trip. So let's talk about this for a minute. So 
What this has to do with is the fact that um, Gal Gadot is Israeli. She's a she's Israeli, and a um, famous Israeli. She was actually Miss Israel at the Miss Universe pageant. Right, and there's this obviously. <laughs> we don't want to get into world politics, really, but uh, there's obviously some beef, and it says um, it says she comes from Israel. Um, let me find this. Lebanon is technically at war with Israel and has for decades had laws prohibiting traveling to or having contacts contacts with Israelis and a group calling itself the campaign to boycott supporters of Israeli Israel Lebanon are praising the ministry's move they they previously attempted to get Batman v Superman Dawn of Justice banned in the country although both that film and Gal and Gadot's Fast and Furious appearances have made their way to theaters. So it has not been banned yet. Well, I think those movies probably weren't banned because she wasn't the major star. Right. So the decision to ban the movie, not entirely uncommon in Lebanon, would come from the interior minister based on a recommendation from the aforementioned six-member committee. Right. So they're in the process of probably trying to get it done, but I don't. it doesn't sound like it's going to happen. Uh, but the next article I, in here, I have in here, it says Wonder Woman is making Israel really proud because, oh, man, this is cool. The, I, I really like this. Um, there's actually this cool picture of, oh, they did ban it. Damn. Never mind. Mox just said it happened today. They banned it. We're a little behind the times, so they banned it. But let's talk about how she's making Israel proud. And it says, okay, while you're looking for this, yeah, uh, there's something this. That, that actually also came up today that I didn't put in here, but I just wanted to gloss on. Um, is, you know, with movies that either take place historically in the Middle East or that they are supposed to feature somebody exotic like, say, the Princess of Amazon or whatever, um, they, they argue for people of color to be in those roles. Right. And I guess there's, I mean, we got a lot of this in the, uh, the Gods of Egypt, not Gods of Egypt, um, the, the movie that just had Ian Greffold and, uh, Gerard Butler playing Greek, uh, Egyptian gods. And I'm like, okay, that makes absolutely no sense because, you know, one's Scottish and one's Welsh. Right. But come on. Um, but I guess there's been a little bit, it's been under the radar, but a little bit of, you know, hubbub about people saying there's not a woman of color playing. And then Gal Gadot has come out and said, uh, I am a woman of color. Right, right. She's Israeli. You know what I mean? I mean, she's from the Middle East. It's like, you know, she's a woman of color. Yeah. Um, I lost my picture over there. But uh, so the bottom line is, uh, people, you know. I mean, speaking as someone as someone of color, what what do you think about that argument? Well, what do I think about the argument that um, there should be someone of color playing someone from the Middle East? Is that what you're saying? Yes. Oh, I mean, look, I don't really care as long as the people are happy, right? I mean, it, are, are you done with, with British people playing Jesus? Well, look, I mean, <laughs> there's always a British person playing Jesus, right? I mean, that's... Usually. That's the way it is? <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I'm joking, obviously, but... Um, I like, I have this link in the show that says Wonder Woman is making Israel really proud and everybody's excited about it. And she's well renowned in, in that country, obviously for well, she's becoming reasons. a huge star worldwide. And, and, and I, and I love that. And I, and I just want that to continue and yes. I don't really care about the rest of it. If they want to ban, if Lebanon wants to ban it because reasons, it's a movie. Do we forget that it's a movie? It's a movie. It's a movie. And don't get me wrong, movies can be instruments of change, but come on, it's a yeah, movie but still. Then we go back to the the whole freaking uh the North Korea movie that got the The interview. Right? The interview? Are are you kidding me? 
Like, that almost started a war, sort of. Sort of. In a dumb way. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, not really, but... Team America World Police. Right. I mean, it's just it's just ridiculous. So there's a there's three posts in here, and I'm just going to kind of gloss over them real quick, because uh, I love the articles, but they're they're kind of long. But in a nutshell, the director of, of Wonder Woman wants... You know, there's, obviously there's always flack when it comes to... Uh, um, a woman who's in scantily clad when it has to do, especially when it has to do with a uh, comic book kind of thing. Right. And it's like, well, you know, why does she have to not wear any clothes? It's like, cause that's the character and let her be her sexy self. And exactly. so, uh, and there's that article. And then there's the one where why it couldn't be rated R, which I think is pretty self-explanatory. But, um, the fact that it couldn't be rated R is because that's, could you imagine if, if Wonder Woman was rated R, what would that look like? Well, for a couple of reasons. One, it's set during World War One, so your lack of language is going to be pretty evident, Indeed. right? So, they, I mean, you're not going to drop the f bomb twice there. So you're gonna, you're not going to get it there. You're not going to be showing boobs, so you're not going to be getting. I mean, you're not going to showing boobs for an extended period of time, right? So you're not going to get it there. And just the way the the weaponry that she uses, a mm-hmm. sword and a lasso, you know, you could have gunshots because it is World War One, but you're not going to have overflowing gore. So, I mean, no, it's not going to be rated R. Yeah, none of that makes sense. Not either. every movie has to be, I mean, not every superhero movie has to be rated R now. True. There's only certain characters like Logan, Deadpool, Batman maybe, that could that can pull off a rated R movie because their qualities require it. I agree. Uh, and there's one more thing in here uh, before we go out of Wonder Woman. Um, and this is the director talking about, and we talked about this a few weeks ago. But her belief of how to fix the problem with the lack of female directors. Um, and she says, I think more diverse stories will cause you to hire more diverse writers. Um, it will cause you to hire more diverse directors. And obviously there's an audience there and that makes sense to me. You know, this, it's, it's kind of funny. I, I rewatched TV shows all the time, especially ones that I like. And so I've been rewatching Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip recently. Yeah. And there's a great episode um, where D.L. Hughley, who plays uh, Simon Stiles, uh, who's the the lone uh, African-American uh, comedian on, on the show within the show, and um, Matthew Perry, who's the head writer, who's playing a Jewish head writer, right? Um, he tells him that he wants to take him to go to the improv because there's a, an African-American uh, comedian that's standing up there, and he goes, I think there's a wealth of information, uh, there's a wealth of comedy coming from experiences that are far from your own right and uh then matthew perry tells the story of how he used to be a bartender for uh patty labelle at the at, um at the apollo and you know 75 percent or 90 percent of the audience that would come out during the the intermission were black but they all lined up <laughs> in front of the black bartender and he said i can make a crevassier and diet coke as well as the next person <laughs> and dl hugley makes a great point it's like that's a joke you would not make on the air right because your liberal guilt would and it's like but it makes this great point that you know you need more diverse storytellers to get the more diverse stories Indeed. so it's You're... kind of like a a chicken and the egg thing with that it's like she's saying you need more diverse stories to get the well you need the more diverse storytellers first well you got to tell the story and then you get the person to make the story the vision of that story happen right and that's and, important and what's going to happen is when you get more people like jordan peele right who writes and directs their own project Which i can't wait to see that movie um i know i know so I know, anyway so um so getting more people like that like yeah. john singleton back in the day with boys in the hood it only uh, Ava DuVernay with uh, um, uh, Selma, you know, stuff like that. Right. Yeah, you, you, you just need more people like that. Cool, man. Uh, Aquaman. So Aquaman 
time-wise, timeline-wise? Timeline-wise. Eh. Not time-wise. Timeline-wise uh, is going to take place after Justice League. Makes sense. So, that means that the Aquaman movie is not going to be an origin story. It's not going to be an origin story. But there's speculation that there, could there be will some be some flashbacks. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Which, Which makes, makes sense, because yeah. it would be too hard to try to shoehorn an origin story into Justice League, and then you don't want to have, after you've already introduced the character, you don't want to have an origin story later. I mean, that's how we got into trouble with Wolverine Origins. Well, especially if the timeline is after the exactly. movie. Exactly. Like, you've, we've already seen him. We saw him once already in Batman v Superman very briefly. Then you see him On in video, Justice League, right. and then he has his own movie, and then we're doing an origin. That wouldn't make yeah, sense. Yeah, it wouldn't make sense. Uh Nicole Kidman arrived in Australia for her filming, and she there's an article in here about her just loving the role, which is really important. She plays... Let me find it real quick. Well, and this also goes back to what we talked about when the first story came out, and you had... Um, not only did you have Natalie Portman playing Jane uh, Foster, but you had Kenneth Branagh directing Thor, is like also bringing in these quality people like right. that. You had Gwyneth Paltrow's Pepper Potts. You have, you know... Uh, Natalie Portman is, is, is Jane Foster. You've got now... Right. Uh, yeah, she's playing Queen Atlanta. Right. You've also got Kate uh, Blanchett playing uh, Hela in the new Thor movie. Exactly. Um, so I'm, I'm actually kind of stoked for the Aquaman movie, dude. Oh, so am I. Yeah. So. What, I, what I love is, like, he's kind of like the character that's always got the shaft in from yeah. the Justice League. <laughs> <laughs> I still remember this little... This little cutaway scene from a Family Guy episode back in like season three or four, and it showed Aquaman being total douche, like living underneath the water, and he's like laying on a couch, and he has one of his fish bring him a scotch and soda. Yeah, but he keeps on him get the don't let water get in it. Water. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. All right, man. So Disney uh, Animaniacs is coming back, which Animaniacs. I, I Animaniacs was one of my favorite shows from uh, back in the day and i i watched it as a you know teen and a young and you know an adult i just i love that show and i and well you know it's just it goes to show that the whole last few years i mean we saw you know girl meets world come back after yep. boy meets world we've had um fuller house come back there's that show on um where it has the girl from step by step right jody sweeten from full house and the girl from seventh heaven and it's like a, a fake reality show about them and then you've got what was the announcement last week we talked about? DuckTales. DuckTales, exactly. DuckTales yeah. is coming back. You've got um, The Rescue Rangers is in the works. Maybe. I can't remember. Another one that's kind of like yeah. from that time period. And now you've got, you know, no, Animaniacs. I, I love, uh, Animaniacs is awesome. And I hope that they keep with the, uh, all of the. As long as they're good. Yeah. And, and I want them to keep with all the little side things that they used to do in there, too. It wasn't all about the three kids. But, um, all right, man. So Deadpool 2 news. We're into Fox now. And, um,. Fox producer talks about why Cable will shake up the X-Men movie universe. Well, he has to. Well, and beca- I mean, a lot of people, because he's a time-traveling crazy person. Well, not only is he a time-traveling <laughs> crazy person, um, but, you know, he's pretty much handcuffed to Deadpool now, right? Yeah. But you got to remember who his parents are. His father is Cyclops. Right. And his mother is a clone of Jean Grey. Indeed. So it's like, come on. Yeah, so it should be interesting. And I think Deadpool 2 is going to make that, uh, all the other stuff after that, Really interesting. I don't know. It'd be exactly. cool. So there's that. Uh, what else we got? Marvel, Venom. Officially, Venom versus happening, which we talked about last week. Yes. But I think the official the Venom- Marvel announcement happened. Right. Well, it's, Mar- it's Marvel because Marvel doesn't actually make it. 
No. Marvel's helping Sony make it. Yes. But Marvel announced it is what I was, yes. is what this story's about. So that's important. Um Doctor Strange is available on Netflix now. Watch which it. I just threw that out there because if you haven't seen Doctor Strange, watch the movie. Watch it. It's cool. It's pretty much a remake of Iron Man. Yeah. Well <laughs> it just makes it a good movie. <laughs> and Iron Fist, um Iron Fist News, what is this? What do I have? Finn Jones says Iron Fist oh, yes. 2 is uh, going to be uh, in the works. And he's, they haven't confirmed it that there's going to be a season two. It but was the first one they haven't confirmed because right. Luke Cage has already confirmed. This one, he's confirming it now. Well, uh, was it Jessica Jones is about to start filming Luke Cage? It's already Cage? been filming. It's oh, yeah. almost done. And Luke Cage is about to start filming. Yes. They're waiting for um, Daredevil's already had season two. Um, and so Finn Jones is basically saying it's, it's happening. And speaking of the, the Netflix verse, uh, the Punisher, the, uh, the creator let it slip, um, that it's going to be premiering in November. Nice. And Haley Atwell, which this is an interesting thing because we went back and forth, uh, with this for weeks, weeks about this when Agent Carter got canceled. And well, it never, sh- I don't think it ever officially got canceled. It just got pulled from rotation or pulled from the, the schedule, right? Right. Because yeah, she poor went choice on, of words. You're right. Because she went on to go do Conviction. Right. Which I actually enjoyed, but it got canceled after 10. Well, again, it didn't get canceled until later, but it only did. But it the, didn't get renewed after its 13 episode 10, run. 10. And it said 13. Oh, was it 13? I think it was 13. Um, but anyway, long the short of it is, uh, she's saying, well, look, I mean, it, it, it could still happen, and I think she secretly wants to happen. You know what and I would love it? We're not the only, she's not the only one that wants it to happen. No, you know what I would love it to be though is especially because the this is what I love about the name of it was always just Agent Carter. I don't want it to happen during World War Two or during the setup of 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 Shield. I would love it to start taking place in like the nineties, <laughs> where she's older, but it's her yeah, mentoring. Cool. But it's her mentoring Sharon. Oh, yeah. I'm in with that. And it's two Agent Carters. Nice. So you can actually title this season Agents Carter. Agents Carter. Okay. Why don't you uh, go ahead and send an email to them, and they can ignore it. And then give me a story credit. <laughs> All right, man. Cha-ching. Uh, real quick, some Spider-Man Homecoming stuff. Um, like I was saying earlier, there was a lot of buzz on social media about Homecoming. Right. And the Emoji movie was... You know what I mean? Um, but the runtime, it's going to be an hour and a half from what Makes I, sense. if I remember from what I read earlier. It's a teen movie. Come on. Yeah. It says, um, Spider-Man, hour and a half or about two hours and 10 minutes, whatever. And it says the one hour and 30, an, oh, no, it's 130, 130 minutes, minutes. Two hours and 10 minutes. That's right. 130 minutes. Two hours um, and 10 minutes. Right. Uh, so that's good. That's fine. Yeah. No, it works for me. It puts it basically um, at the same length as Iron Man 3. Yeah. Which I'm down with. Uh, all right. This and, next one cracks me up. Yeah, this is the best article I think I've seen. Kirsten Dunst criticizes Sony's new Spider-Man reboot. And because she's not in it. Just some of the quotes out of this, though. Like, I read through this, and she's like, we made the best ones, so who cares? Oh, jeez. She says. Bitter much? I'm like, you make it all you want. They're just milking that cow for money. It's so obvious. <laughs> you know what I mean? And then she says... I like you didn't milk it for money when you first got it in a reboot. Yeah, and she says, I don't care. Everyone likes our Spider-Man. Come on, am I right? Listen, uh, I'd rather be the first in the first ones than the new ones. 
Except for you were there. like in the third ones. Yeah, it's insane. And um, it was awesome until Emo Spider-Man did the Saturday Night Live jaunt oh down the street. God, poor Emo Spider-Man. Anyway, I just thought that was that was pretty entertaining. Uh, all right, let's get to merchandise news. Whoever is worthy can drink from this awesome Thor mug. Did I want to see, see this Thor mug. I'll put it in the chat too because it's important. It is important that Im- we all importante. See it. If I can get this to come up, let me get the slideshow going. I've got ads going everywhere. This site has gone to poop. All right, so this is a Thor mug, and it says, uh, "Whoever holds, whosoever holds his hammer, if he be worthy, shall possess the power of Thor." Right? Right? Yeah. Get up on screen. I'm working on it, bro. What I love about it is that the handle and the handle strap form the handle of the mug. Look at that badass. Look at that. That looks really cool. <laughs> I would like one of those. I'd drink hella beers out of that. And if you would like to donate one of those, you can send it to <laughs> at I am Will If you want to buy this for us, you can send it to at I am Will Griggs on Twitter, which is not an address, which we determined earlier. Oh, wait, really quick. Did you ever get that um, Darth Vader toothpick dispenser? I have not. That So if you'd like to send me one, um, I live in Fort Bright, California. No, I'm one you, of five black guys in this place. Huh? I thought Skin sent you money for it. What? Like a year and a half ago. No, that never happened. Edit that out. At least not that I know of. And hopefully he's not listening because here Hi, we Skeen. are. Hi, All right. <laughs> oh, my God. Anyway, all right. Can we just get to the last part? Yeah, so we're into conventions news, the end of our show. Um, uh, just today, uh, Disney announced uh, what's going to be, it loosely announced what's going to be coming to D23. And, uh, let me bring this up really quick so I can say it. I'm intrigued. Uh, it says, quote, Marvel will make its way to D23, uh, D23 Expo's show floor from July 14th to the 16th when it's an exciting look at its upcoming film titles in the Marvel Studios Pavilion. Um, Featuring an array of props and costumes from the studio's upcoming slate, including Thor Ragnarok, Black Panther, and more. The press release writes. Fans will also be able to uh, enjoy all new console and mobile Marvel games, plus incredible exclusive content announcements throughout the weekend. Um, let's see what else. It also mentions something about Star Wars. Aside from the Marvel news, Disney is also expected to bring Star Wars news to the event. According to Star Wars News Net, the studio is rumored to dish out news on its Han Solo standalone, so maybe fans will get an official title soon. Plus, we also said that we think that's where they're going to be announcing the the 2020 standalone. Yeah, I think I think there's no doubt. First of all, we're going to get the title for Han Solo. Definitely getting that. But what would be really really cool is to make sure that we get that uh, the next announcement of what movie's coming. I mean. We want to know what's 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 coming down. So we've got Last Jedi, we've got Han Solo, and we've got Episode Nine, but we don't know what's happening after that. Right. I see. So this is what I see getting announced at D twenty three. I think we're going to get the title for Han Solo. I think we're going to get the first. Um, it, it might not be released, but we're going to get the first. Uh, like kind of like what we did for Civil War. I think it was last year, whatever they did the first showing of, um, for for Black Panther. Right. Um. And uh, I think they're going to announce their next movie after Captain Marvel. Um, and then I think we're going to get the announcement of what the movie uh, concept is for the standalone Star Wars 2020. Cool, man. Uh, 
So one of the things I was going to put up in the visuals here, because uh, we're, we're into our San Diego Comic-Con stuff, and they revealed what the badge design and the souvenir Ooh. book. Um, what's really cool, though, I think what I'm going to do is just do this here on one second. For people in, in the old chat room there. Okay, so check this out. What's cool about this is apparently they're coming in these nifty little boxes. Because they're shipping to us. Right. They're shipping them to us. So we've got that. And then what's cool is there's all the stuff in there, right? There's a little pen. Oh, cool. Blah, blah, blah. Just got my badge in the mail. Blah, blah, blah. People are super stoked. And then this is the cover for the, for the book. And there's always a souvenir book, right? Right. And that's the cover for this year. That's pretty darn cool. Pretty cool, huh? Yeah. So I thought I'd throw that in there. And here we are back to this because. So was that Jack Kirby on the cover? I think so. Yeah. Because I, I think, isn't it, I think it's one of Kirby's like anniversary birthdays this year or something. Yeah, I think that's probably right. Um, yeah, I, I didn't dig too deep into it, but honestly, um, there's some really other cool stuff here. Factory Entertainment uh, is doing their, and this is an update for what we talked about last week. And uh, well, this, they're ha- they're gonna have like I think eight exclusives, and they yeah. just in, they've just announced the t- the first four. Yeah, but not only that, um, there's all these contests going on yes. on on this site. So the link is in the show. The link is in the show notes. But really, there's some Deadpool stuff. There's these cool uh, Star Labs badges that you can win. Um, I already entered. I entered that. There's a, a, a Black Panther stuff, Cyborg, all kinds of cool stuff. So definitely check that out. And I did just look it up at his Jacker because this is his 100th birthday. Perfect. I mean, it would have been his 100th birthday. Awesome. And Pirate Con is going on, which I didn't know was a thing, but I just thought I'd throw in there for fun. You, if you sign up for Pirate Con, dude, here's what you get. You ready? For 35 bones. Yep. Okay. You get, it's 21 and over, costume contest, free Funko Pop, and there's a photo booth. Ooh, fun. And it says, party, like a pirate. Party. Yeah, exactly. You said it better than I did, but I just. And where sure. is it at? Uh, You know, I'm not, it's at the Maritime Museum of San Diego, which makes sense. Cool. Maritime, because, yeah. Water. Pirates. <laughs> anyway. Uh, one more thing before I get to this last thing, which is the best thing ever. Uh, what to expect from, uh, SDCC as when you're prepper, preparing for Comic-Con. And this is an extension of last week's OCD prep. <laughs> exactly. And this one is, now there's literally, it's next month. Okay. We're it, going to Comic-Con next month. We're six weeks out. Yeah. And, um, there's a preparation guide for what to expect. Uh, whether it be exclusives, offsides. So basically it's what to expect when you're expecting? Yeah. Well, it's a, what to expect to be announced. There's more, gotcha. p- more panels, offsites, all that kind of stuff. There's a cool article about that. And that is from STC Undercover Blog. But the best thing, I think, to come out of this is Stan Lee is finally is getting his handprint submitted in the famous forecourt of the TCL Chinese Theater in Hollywood the day before San Diego Comic-Con. Very, very cool. Which is badass. At age 94, he deserves it. Oh, absolutely. Right? Uh, and what I love is probably, that, actually. And what I love is that they're, they're doing more of these sort of things for pop culture, right? Like, um, last year we had the, uh, the, uh, the Superman statue, but they also had the Captain America statue, which is now at a park in Brooklyn. Right. Um, I think once they nail down the permanent home of San Diego Comic-Con, you know. Yeah, that'll help. 
it's gonna help. <laughs> All right, man. Well, hundred episodes. One hundred. Yeah, you hadn't said that in a while. Uh, so anything else, dude? Before we before we get out of here, man, because I just feel like you know here we are. No, I mean, you talked about the the community before, but I mean, we wouldn't get to a hundred people if people weren't listening. Yeah, and. And, and I'm with you on that. And and the people that are still in the chat room, Mox, thanks for being there too. Uh, Mox and JT, we plan to have on either the next episode or the one after. Um, and we'll figure that out. We want to have more people on. We want to do more stuff with the folks. And and uh, leading up to Comic-Con, dude, I mean, we have so many cool things coming up. I'm, I'm excited. So, uh, and one more week of work. Yeah, and don't so. forget, if you come up with a t-shirt design, we'll get you a prize of some sort, but uh, it has to be Pucked, and think of a <laughs> think of the subtitle for the Pucked Part 2. Part, yeah, yeah, there we go. All right, so thanks, Mox. Thanks, uh, Steve, for being there. We love you too, man. Uh, <laughs> absolutely, yes and no. All right, so thanks for tuning in to the Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at usualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google Plus, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I'm at Dr. Pops on Twitter. Will is at I'm Will Griggs. We're on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and Google Play. Give us a positive rating, like us, love us, and all that. Share us when you see us. And if you want to support the show, help us get to Comic-Con and beyond. Patreon.com slash usualpodcast. If you give us a buck or two an episode, it helps, believe it or not. It really does. Yeah, we're we're really hoping to eventually get to I don't know. Let's see, we do four episodes a month, roughly. Twelve episodes a year, forty-eight. Yeah. So yep. say fifty episodes a year. Yep. Um, you know, if we can get to two thousand dollars an episode, we can both retire. <laughs> yeah, well, and do this full time. Look, if we can get to two thousand dollars an episode, I'm done with all the things I'm doing. Anyway, all that aside, uh. There are benefits to becoming a patron. Uh, we do blooper reels, which I forgot to put out. I'll put out tonight. I'm sorry. Um, blooper reels. We do a, tw- uh, what is it? Trailer time. Uh, we do Trailer some exclusive time. stuff and I'll be revamping all of that, uh, this summer and yeah, audibletrial.com slash usual podcast. Get a free audiobook on us. We get 15 bucks when you do it and you get a free audiobook and you can listen to something that's 40 hours long for free, which is amazing. Like, Brandon Sanderson. or Brandon Sanderson or something like that. So, or get the new uh, Michael Creighton book. Yeah, whatever you want, it's fine. Just, or get uh, um, it's fine. Uh, Trevor it's Noah's fine. Born a Crime. Yeah, which I'm listening to currently. I know. So here we are. Anything else, my friend? No, I think that's it. I just want to make sure uh, you know you guys have been uh, making it so every uh, for hundred episodes we've been having a fun. We want to make sure you're having a fun. Please have a fun, <laughs> and we'll see you all next week. Peace. Or on it. You had to do it again. Han it. Damn it. All right.